Hey there, and welcome to High Vibe In It. I'm Lindsay Robinson, hypnotherapist and success mindset expert. And I'm Kelsey Aida, inspirational author and blogger slash manifesting expert. And we're best friends who are inspired to create a self-development podcast with a spiritual twist. To us, living a high vibe life is all about creating with intention, prioritizing how you feel, and making empowered choices that support your highest potential. Every week, we're here to help you learn how to live a more aligned, inspired life, start owning your power, and manifest the life of your dreams. Visit highvibeinit.com to connect with us on social media and learn about more ways we can help. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Now, we have a ton of value to offer you today, so let's dive in. So I've got some news for you. Just because this year has been super heavy, hard, and challenging for most of us, it doesn't mean that we have to deprive ourselves of joy and happiness. Actually, I believe this is one of the most important times, more important than ever, for us to let in more joy and give ourselves permission to laugh, cultivate a healthy, positive mindset, and just let more happiness in in general. Hence, my new book, Affirmations for Happiness, 200 Positive Affirmations for a Joyful Mindset Every Day. I specifically designed each and every gentle and authentic affirmation, mantra, and perspective in this book to help you invite in more happiness moment by moment, day by day. So if you've been craving more happiness, pre-order your copy today using the link in the description. And everyone who pre-orders before November 24th can enter to win a very juicy giveaway because I'm giving away a $1,000 gift card to my Radical Self-Love Retreat for 2022. So I know you guys have been hearing about my retreat for 2021. Obviously, it's going to happen again in 2022 because it's so awesome and it's always a hit. So if you pre-order the book, you can just send me a screenshot of how many copies you ordered. And for each copy you order, you will be entered to win this $1,000 grand prize. So go to kelseyaida.com slash giveaway to enter. If you don't want to enter, but you still want the book, you can still find the link there at kelseyaida.com slash giveaway. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to High Vibe In It. We're super excited to have you here. And we have a really awesome guest today who is gracing us with his lovely presence. And his name is Stefanos Sifandos. Did I say your last name right? You did, yeah. I love how it rhymes. Stefanos Sifandos. It's very fun to say. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't. <laughs> and yeah. he is, I guess we can call him a love and relationship coach, even though his expertise is broader than that. But Today, we wanted to have him on to talk about masculine and feminine dynamics and polarity and relationships and communicating and clearing up misunderstandings. And just, we're going to give you a lot of info to help you, whether you're in a relationship or wanting to cultivate a relationship um, as far as masculine and feminine dynamics go. So thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, I know you always like to start with your questions, so I'm going to hand it over I mean, to you and then we'll dive in from there. So the thing I would say the place that we always like to set a nice foundation is talking about where you come from, why you decided to get into this work, just kind of like your story. And a lot of people are like, mm. okay, well, that's going to take a long time. Uh, and if it does great, because we love details. <laughs> we love to know about our guests. Um, but just kind of, yeah, just give us a little background about yeah, who you are and what brought you here. Yeah. So, well, I'm here in the U.S. So I live in the U.S. So I'll start with the the, the, the gross or the simple, right? The, the fit where I am physically. Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I live in Austin, Texas. I'm here because my, my wife's American. Um, I'm an Australian. Can you sort of tell there? I've, I've got uh, a different accent. And um, But I also lived in Greece and Italy because I'm half Greek, half Italian. So I spent most of my life, at the beginning of my life, in Greece. My first language was Greek and... Um, coming to Australia was very foreign for me. Um, couldn't speak English, struggled a lot as a kid, felt very isolated. Didn't, you know, I, I remember Dr. John D. Martini saying our, our voids often become our greatest values. And as a kid, I, I really felt again, alone. I, I, I didn't feel understood. Um, there's a lot of violence in my family, physical abuse and emotional abuse and a lot of just being taken uprooted from one place, going to another, missing family, not having connections, just that l sense of loneliness, right? So it's no, it's no wonder that as an adult, I focused on 
cultivating healthy conscious relationships, how cultivating deep and intimacy with self and with others, because it's something that I didn't feel I had as a kid. Mm. And so whilst, you know, obviously happy to go into any details, nothing's, nothing's off limits with me. I never used to be like that. Though. I used to be very <laughs> in the shadows, you know, I used to hide a lot. Um, used to mask my insecurities and fears with aggression and, and violence and, just, you know, high risk taking and adrenaline seeking, whether it was in business or sport or my intimate sexual encounters, whatever it was. Right. And so I had to go do a lot of deep work on myself and continue to do so. Like it's not, I think if we're alive, if our hearts are beating, if we're aware of ourselves, we have some, some form of metacognition about, you know, thoughts about the thoughts and we're here on this planet roaming. Um, I think we're always going to be growing and that can sometimes come with growing pains and it can also sometimes come with deep revelations. And I'm, I'm really grateful that um, my growing pains are less intense or less repetitive, I'm not repeating the same shit over and over again, because I've, I've been more aware of myself over the years. Um, and, you know, I get to experience a few more revelations um, and, and bursts of inspiration than I once used to. And what I realized was, that unless our relationship to ourselves and for me, you know, speaking very personally, my relationship to myself wasn't in integrity. It was very disjointed. It was very aggressive. I was very angry at myself. I was just playing out what I witnessed as a kid. Yeah. My father was very angry at himself. He hated himself. He hated his life. I took that personally. You know, we form our sense of identity and self during our formative years. And, and that impacts us whether we know it or not unconsciously you know Sigmund Freud was he wasn't responsible for bringing he was responsible for bringing the western world the unconscious mind but that that the 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 different parts of our reality and consciousness have been around for many millennia but he brought that in a tangible way to our our world where we started to understand that our unconscious mind that perceives everything in our environment still filters and interprets and stores those experiences and sometimes those experiences if they're not dealt with in a healthy way they leak out in in behavior or they leak out in the way we communicate or the way we feel about ourselves. And that was me. That's, you know, when none of us really exempt from that. And so I just left a train wreck of broken relationships to myself and to others. And I wasn't taking responsibility for that. And it wasn't until I really did and made a decision to go deep into, okay, who am I as a man? Who am I as a human being? What does it mean to be um, a healthy person? And then actually unpack all of that. And, but not just unpack it intellectually, unpack it in a way that, well, my body needs to feel this and integrate this. What does that look like? So I delved into psychosomatics, delved into mm. sexuality, delved into uh, polarity dynamics, attraction dynamics, uh, intimacy, delved into child, inner childhood wounding, childhood trauma, trauma therapy, trauma studies, like all of that, like behavioral science. So it's, really going deeper into what makes me, uh, what's the constitution of me, but also how am I affecting others? And how is my affect, the way I feel, how is that impacting others? And so I really just delved into trying to make the unconscious conscious. And so it can be more tangible so that I could not leave such a train wreck behind relationships and hurt people and hide from people and be my shadow. And that just brings me to where I am today, where I'm very blessed to, to um, I suppose, teach what I need to learn the most, what I needed to learn the most, and still do. I think relationships are very healthy for everyone to unpack, right? Um, and doing so has really provided a, a sense of freedom for me that I was just, I've never experienced before. So that's in a nutshell where I am today. And also, you know, one of the reasons why, uh, I'm able to have a very amazing relationship with my wife that let me be very clear. doesn't come without any difficulties. We had a very, um, we didn't have an, it wasn't an argument, but it was a very painful, difficult conversation early this morning that we had together as a couple um, that, you know, when I think about it, as I'm talking about it, it brings up some emotions because it's highlighting some areas where I'm not showing up as a man or as, as a partner, mm. as a partner. I'm not, I'm, I'm discounting, I'm disregarding, I'm holding judgments. And that's painful uh, to have to own that and admit that like that's, that's can be fucking intense. And also to realize that there's some stuff in our relationship that needs some improvement and that's going to require effort and yeah. effort sometimes can come with some pain, you know, um, because we have to change and we have to then now refocus and we are thinking we're on one track and now we're going to be able to get another track. And so 
it's yeah, it's a it's a journey, but I'm very blessed that I get to teach what I love learning about the most, which is human potential, the nature of reality, consciousness, uh, relationships, sexuality. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at today. I love it. So I, uh, the li- listeners might know this, but you might not. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist, so I deal with the unconscious. Like that's my thing. So when you say like, I decided to go within and figure, make the unconscious conscious. Like that makes my heart very happy when people do that. Mm. I'm, and my question is though, was there, because I know very well, as you do, you experience this, people can go on this track of, in your words, leaving a train wreck behind them for years. Like I have family members who will never probably, you know, understand this. So was there some sort of pivot or turning point where you were like, Ugh, enough is enough and kind yeah. of this come to know yourself moment where you're like, okay, I got to do something about this. Yes. The catalyst for me was funnily enough, intimate relationship, which highlighted a, a lot of my own pains and traumas and fears and insecurities and behavioral mechanisms that weren't healthy. And that was, she found out that I was extremely unfaithful in that relationship. And I, mm. I don't say extremely lightly. And that just, that was Pandora's box that just then catapulted into what the fuck am I doing with my life and who am I being and why is this happening? Because this isn't normal. And I thought it was, and I was justifying it. And that, that really, that was, that was the catalyst. Good for you, man. I mean, I I know I have no right to say I'm proud of you, but I'm a little proud of you. (laughs) Just for for like (laughs) to examine, you know, because we we don't do that enough. We don't examine ourselves enough. So good for you. Sorry, Kelsey. No, that's fine. And I wanted to say too, that I really appreciate you for teaching a lot and speaking a lot to relationships, because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the most fulfilling aspects of our life. And without true intimacy and connection, whether it's romantic or otherwise, we just really can't be happy as people. It's impossible to feel alone and be happy. Like it's just not a thing. So I think spiritual teachers can talk all day about the universe and the stars and all this cool stuff, but that's not actually going to help you in your real life. But relationship work actually does really, really help you. So I commend you for teaching this. And also I have a question that I want to dive into, which is, um, or I can give like personal context to this. So my um, boyfriend is extremely masculine and I'm extremely feminine. So when people go into the teachings of like, this is kind of the energy of the feminine and this is the energy of the masculine, like we really embody that. And I think sometimes, even though it's really beautiful and awesome and creates a lot of dynamics and polarity, it can lead to a lot of misunderstanding because we literally like can't get each other because we're so different. Um, so I don't really have like a specific example, but what would you say to how can people build the bridges of understanding when that polarity is really active? You, you've touched on a couple of really important points around, yes, we carry polarity in certain areas of our relationship, but there's also a chasm and a potential misunderstanding in other areas. Right. And Polarity dynamics plays an important role in um, attraction and sexuality, but also how we connect and feel a given receive love. Absolutely. Right. But there are so many other factors that feed into that as well. Like our values, our, our unconscious and conscious belief systems, our thought patterns, our history, the way we interpret the world, um, what's really important to us, um, where we feel most safe. Now, I alluded to this earlier. I mentioned something about judgment. And so what happens is we often, through our unconscious biases, we, we judge people without knowing. We, we, we make judgments and project our judgments onto people without knowing it, which causes distance. Because what's happening is when we're making a judgment on someone, they feel that. They feel that neurologically. They feel it through the enteric nervous system, which feeds information to the, through the vagus nerve into the brain, to the centers of our brain that are responsible for, you know, the, the, the way we socially interact. And, and we'll maybe pause, we'll move with trepidation. If we feel that we're being judged, that scares us. And sometimes we'll place judgments on people, even our partners, the people that we love the most, because we don't understand them. And because we're almost unwilling to understand it, maybe because of past conditioning or because society's told us that 
whatever reason, we just don't need to understand people or we're scared of being wrong or we think that they're going to reject us if we speak our truth. Myriad reasons, right? Infinite, you name them. We hold back and we judge and judgment is that form of protection. Now, this isn't the only reason that there can be a miscommunication or a misalignment, but more often than not, it's these projected unconscious judgments that we have of someone else. It's really a reflection of us, of something that's happening within us that we're not taking ownership of. So those of you who know Lindsay and I know that we definitely take our mindfulness practice very seriously and very regularly we're meditating or doing some sort of visualization or breathing exercises because obviously that's a great way to raise your vibration. And we've tried some meditation apps and stuff, but they're not that great. Um, we thought that we needed something better and something more. So we tried New Calm and you guys, it is awesome. It's a really, really cool way to up-level your meditation practice. Newcom gets you into a deep transcendental meditative state every time. No matter if you're just starting your mindfulness practice or you have been practicing for years, Newcom will allow you to make the most out of your mindfulness sessions. Newcom is one of the only systems of its kind clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, boost your recovery without drugs or side effects. The NUCOM system uses cutting-edge neuroscience and consists of three non-invasive and non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription that costs less than a daily cup of coffee. I personally love that you can use it almost any time during the day. I've used it a couple times, once in the morning when I felt like I didn't get enough sleep the night before, and I, I used it again in the afternoon in that like afternoon slump when you feel your energy completely drained. I know I do. It's great to use that time. Uh, to do new calm as well because it kind of boosts you it recovers you it just feels great and I'm seeing very 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 good benefits already um, so do what I did own the day with new calm we have a special link set up specifically for our listeners so if you go to vibinnewcalm.com get 50% off your 30-day subscription of new calm and their money-back guarantee that's vibinnewcalm.com vibinnewcalm.com I want to give you a personal example, but I also want to be mindful not to be too, you know, too personal. Not that it's too much information, but just be, you know, be mindful of the, of the um, boundaries there. So not too long ago, I would be really judgmental of my partner when she wanted things done in a particular way. And it would get to a point where she wouldn't say anything. She wouldn't say anything. She wouldn't say anything. That's her conditioning, right? Her, her upbringing of maybe walking on eggshells. She wouldn't say anything, wouldn't say anything. And then would get pretty angry. And I would feel like I'm being controlled. Now, as a kid, I was really controlled. So I have a big thing with freedom, right? Now, my relationship to freedom has shifted dramatically over the years. But not that long ago, when she would have that conversation with me, I would project that she's trying to control me. That she's telling me how to do things. But what was really underneath that was, I'm not good enough. I'm doing it wrong. And that's not what she was saying. It's not what she was insinuating. It's not what she's even meaning at any capacity or any level. But because of my unresolved wounding or layers of that unresolved wounding, I'm now judging her thinking she thinks I'm not good enough. She thinks I'm not enough. She thinks I'm doing it wrong. But that's just really my old stuff that's coming through. Now, what happens is when I'm feeling that, that's a very overwhelming feeling. And I feel like I'm being attacked. What do you, what do, you do when you're being attacked? You fight Defend back. yourself. <laughs> Defend yourself, yeah. So I'm pretty good at fighting. Did it for many years, whether it's verbal or physical. Now, of course, never been physical with my, any of my partners. But that aggression's there, right? And I'm feeling really threatened and really unsafe and immature and disconnected in that moment from what's really happening. So I attack back. Now, all of a sudden, we've got two people that ultimately mean well because they're just trying to feel safe, but they're completely disconnecting. Now, what does that do? That also does it. You can have the great feminine, healthy feminine polarity and healthy masculine polarity, but in that moment, and in the lingering moments after that, and depending on, you know, 
your personality type and your wounding and how you relate though, like how you have makeup sex, so to speak, or how you reconnect intimacy again, makeup sex is one form of that. You know, that can be an issue in and of itself, how that's done. But what's happening is in those moments, because of that judgment and the, the unconscious projections, what's happening is we're distancing and we're creating isolation, right? And so now all of a sudden where there was healthy masculine feminine polarity, in those moments is not now if that happens enough enough times you start to believe that it's the other person's fault sure they're responsible for how they're showing up but it's a complete negation of your own responsibility that becomes problematic because now you're disempowering yourself because it's their fault and if it's their fault it's their problem to fix therefore i'm just going to sit back and wait until they do something about that that's disempowering I bet you we everybody's about, like, oh my gosh, this is my relationship right now. <laughs> We've all been through this. This is awesome. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You, no, you're great. That's I, I basically I was done. Oh. On that part. <laughs> it is a very common thing. And, you know, at the end mm. of the day, we all want to just feel understood. We all just want to feel, I mean, that's it. We all just want to feel understood. We want to know that whoever we're communicating with gets us and understands our intentions and understands the meaning us. behind the words and that they see us exactly. And we can be our authentic self. Um, it, it, you know, and I think an important part of that is knowing that disagreements are going to happen. But I love that you talked about how you handle the aftermath of the argument. So Kelsey, unless you have something you want to say, I would love to dive into that. Like, what are your suggestions, recommendations, practices for a healthy resolution or uh, aftermath of a fight or of a disagreement? Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I'm not one to necessarily reinvent the wheel per se. And so what I mean, what I mean by that is that the Gottman Institute has done amazing research in um, conflict between intimate partnerships. And, and one, of the, one of the tools that we can use, which I, we personally use as well, if you're in the middle of a conflict or even post-conflict, like, you know, you can you sort of tell like, okay, the argument's dying down now, the conflict's dying down. You know, what, what has been shown to be fairly effective in reconciliation is go for a 40-minute walk. Literally clear your mind. Don't together or alone. Alone. No, no, okay. alone. It's a great question. No, it's a great question. Alone. <laughs> Just right? to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Go, go for that walk alone, at least 40, 45 minutes. Get, get some endorphins and dopamine moving through your body. Get your body feeling a little better. So it's a, it's a physiological state change. Do your best to not think about the argument or the conflict or your position or what you're going to rebut or how you're going to speak or just completely forget about it. So it's, a, it's a, what I call a deliberate distraction, a conscious distraction. Listen to some music, listen to an audio book on anthropology, like, I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter, whatever you're interested in, right? Um, then come back and maybe be, again, still be alone. Maybe read a book, again, listen to an audio book, do something that needs to be done around the home, maybe some work, whatever it may be. And then after a couple of hours, come back to each other. But the, the trick with this is that you have these agreements prearranged. You both know that if the argument's getting out of hand or not really going anywhere or moving in circles, that you're going to both do this. Maybe do a crossword puzzle when you get back, like, or even do like a normal puzzle, something, right? Now, why is this important? Because it gives you an opportunity to create space from that conflict and then come back together with a new perspective. If you wanted to, you could think a little bit about, is there, you know, you could ask yourself a question such as, can I see this from another perspective? Because literally just asking that question, you know, Lindsay, as a clinical hypnotherapist, when you're asking that question, you're tapping into regions of your brain that are searching for that answer, both consciously and unconsciously, just by asking that question, because our neural attentive faculties are now, boom, I want to answer this question. I'm going to search for an answer. Do I do a Google search? Do I sit back and think about it? Do I ask my father? Like whatever it may be, you're thinking about that. So you could ask that question because often we're stuck in our dense perspective that isn't really helpful because it's just on repeats, an old behavioral survival strategy. It's a, it's a maladaptive coping strategy, which is basically a, a protective strategy we, we created as children to help us move through pain and trauma. That worked at some level back then, but as adults, doesn't really help, right? Because we're not in that intense situation. Like for me, as a kid, 
my father would be really violent. I'd hide a lot. Right? As I got older, I'd stand up to him a lot. But let, let's focus on the hiding part. Like I'd hide a lot. Like in my intimate relationships, I would hide my feelings a lot. But then I would behind the scenes, I would go do what I wanted. Like I was in the shadow behavior. That hiding strategy didn't help me. Maybe because I thought my partner, I perceived my partner to be angry at me or upset at me or, or you know, judging me. I would hide. I would maybe mask it with some loudness, create a fight, create division. And then I'd go do what I wanted to. And how, what I would do is I would go be with other women. That, what, that's what made me feel free or made me feel you know, safe or made me feel like I was worthy. But you, to get to those layers, like you've got to unpack a lot of stuff. So back to, the, back to the example, right? So you do that and then you come together with fresh, a fresh sense of self. And you may have to rinse and repeat that process quite a few times. And there are so many other things that you can do. You can write each other letters. So you're expressing from a different place. You can, you can wait a, a period of time, um, purposely not communicate about that, do something together that's maybe fun and light, such as, you know, later going for a walk together or maybe playing a board game or something. There's all these things that you can do, but you have to have intentions to come back to that conversation, not sweep it under the rug. So these are deliberate distractions. These are with, with the intention that we are going to come back to this in a particular way. Yeah. And the intention of creating space to allow for those new perspectives and further understandings to come in. This is a really cool yes. um, example because something like this kind of happened the other day to me and my partner. And basically long story short, I was feeling like you're not tending to my needs. I need more connection. Me, me, me. And then he was feeling like, lady, like I only have so much energy to give. Like I'm doing my best. Um, he was feeling unsupported. So he was feeling unsupported. I was feeling untended to. And um, maybe unappreciated and unseen. Yeah. And so well. we kind of, not, not a tiff, but it was just the energy was like weird for a little bit. And we went to the gym and we had like a really long workout, like separate, it's a big gym. So we both did our thing for like two hours and I was feeling so much better after working out, just removing mm -hmm. energy and getting the endorphins mm -hmm. going. And then when I was working out, I was just having all these memories rush in of like why I love him so much and all these fun times that we had and whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I was being unsupportive. And then I was like getting all like into my feels. And so after the gym, we came back together with so much more clarity and understanding and more calm communication and we were able to both like reestablish that connection. So I think it just goes to show like a, another example of what you were saying. And it really does help. And it really does work to create a little bit of space, do what you can to feel a little bit better in that moment and then reconnect from a more loving yeah. angle. And there's a couple other stages. If you wanted to go deeper is process your own feelings. Like you, that was an example of you processing your own feelings and taking responsibility for that. So you're not projecting that shit onto your partner. Right. Next, you want to integrate and you want to make sure you're putting pleasure back into your body, whether that's having a really healthy meal together, whether that's making love, whether it's having a long hug, you know, have sex, kiss, go for, you know, going to go into the ocean together, like put pleasure back into your body, you know, go get a massage, whatever it may be. Because you want to integrate that teaching. You want to integrate that wisdom that's coming through you. That's a really important part. Mm, I, I like that, that last step. That Yeah, that's really important. Because you're, you're changing, sorry, you're changing neurologically the pattern. Yeah. You're breaking a pattern neurologically by putting pleasure back in. You're telling the body and the mind and all various levels of the mind that you deserve to be feeling this level of connection and communication, this level of intimacy and love and being seen, appreciated, respected, accepted, heard, understood all of that, right? These fundamental human needs. And so when you do that, you're reinforcing that the truth of that. And I think it's really beneficial because you teach your body and your mind and your spirit that like this relationship is safe because you always come back together like if connection mm. is lost you know how to reestablish it and the both of you have an agreement to always reestablish if the connection is broken yes beautiful thank you for that when was the last time you gave any thought to your bed frame maybe when you bought your mattress because they threw it in for free well you got what you paid for there is no way that ugly hook of metal fits your style Give your bed and your whole bedroom an upgrade with The Bed by Fuma. Fuma has spent years and thousands of hours creating the perfect platform bed frame for modern living. It's super supportive for your mattress. It's breathable and made to naturally minimize noise. 
Would you look at that? The bed by Thuma is backed with a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door and takes literally five-ish minutes to assemble with no tools. It could not be easier. This is not one of those annoying bed frames that's gonna take forever to assemble. And then if you have to move, it's a big hassle to take it apart and put it back together. This bed is literally like a wooden puzzle that just fits into place perfectly. There's a video on the website that shows a guy assembling the bed in like a few minutes and it is so cool. And believe it or not, this bed helps create space. There's nine inches of clearance between the bed and the floor. That's pretty roomy for just about anything you need to tuck away or for good feng shui, not keeping storage under the bed is amazing. So having that space actually creates good energy flow. So fun fact about that. Also, Thuma has high standards for both craftsmanship and aesthetics. Because each bed is handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality, upcycled, walnut-colored wood, you'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. And Thuma doesn't just talk the talk about being eco-friendly. They work with One Tree Planted to help plant one tree for every bed frame sold. And the bed is GreenGuard certified, which means a cleaner, healthier home. Upgrade your space with The Bed by Thuma. And right now, for a limited time, you can get free shipping on your order. Just go to thuma.co slash vibin. That's T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash V-I-B-I-N to get The Bed by Thuma shipped right to your door for free. Thuma.co slash vibin. Seriously, these beds are gorgeous and so easy to build and it will last you a lifetime. Go check it out. Lindsay. Oh man, I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> We're integrating the information. As We're integrating. <laughs> um, so that is, that makes a lot of sense why people always gravitate toward the makeup sex or the, you know, yeah, I mean, that intimacy after an argument. But it's but, unconscious, right? Right. But it can also be, I think, um, and I know you would probably agree, not a good thing if it if there's no resolution, like if you're using it as a resolution. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Because yeah, because then the pleasure integration, the pleasure being put back in the body becomes more a distraction and a numbing because right. there's no deliberateness behind it. It's like we've, we've, we've come through and you may not get a resolution immediately, but if you're committed to working through that and unpacking that, that takes time. That could take weeks and months. That's okay. But at some point you've both got to say, mm, you know, let's agree to, it's not even agree to disagree, but let's just put this on pause. Mm. We're going to come back to it because it's important right now. We're just sort of going in circles. So let's, let's put some pleasure into, let's be proud of ourselves for being willing to have this conversation. Let's integrate some pleasure. Now, if you want to have makeup sex, fuck yeah, go for it. It's coming from a very different level <laughs> of consciousness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like it's, go, it's going coming from a very different place. Cause you know that it's not, Oh, we're not doing this to, you know, we're not going to have a, a snort of cocaine or we're not going to, have psychedelics or we're not going to just go and binge eat or we're not going to go and train for four hours because I want to forget about this argument. No, or train meaning exercise for four hours. Like, no, I'm going to do this because we've come to a resolution and I want to put some pleasure back in my body without being saddest or without being too extreme. What does that look like for us both? And what does that look like for us as individuals? Mm. Mm. Yes, being much more aware and intentional of why am I mm. doing this right now? I think that's a great question for any aspect of life, anytime. Why am I actually doing this? Why am I eating this thing for lunch? Something as simple as that. Is it because I feel empty or is it because I really like find pleasure in this thing? Why am I telling this person this secret about me? Is it because I want to feel seen or heard or what is it? Mm. Um, I have a question that was inspired by something you said earlier when you mentioned, oh, maybe your partner was feeling like unseen or unappreciated. What were the words I used exactly? Uh, when my, what my partner was feeling? No, when I was well, giving my example and you were saying maybe he was feeling. Oh, yeah. So, so generally speaking, men particularly want to feel respected, uh, accepted, understood. And then we want to be heard. We want to be seen and we want to be felt. Cool, because that was, you basically just answered my question that I was going to go into, which was on behalf of all the women listening, which mostly our podcast has female mm. viewership and listeners, how can we really build our partner, our masculine partners up in a way where they do feel supported and um, 
what's the word that I'm looking for? Like held in a, in a high status. Like we really respect and appreciate and love them. How can mm. we show that in a way where men receive it? You know, we often think, I'll answer it this way. We, we often, or we'll delve into it this way. We think that men want to be um, commended on their accolades because they have these egos. Like for example, you know, I remember my, my dad, he makes such a big deal when he, I don't know, cleaned up the kitchen or something or cleaned up the living room. And he'd get so angry at my mum that she wouldn't accept that. It wasn't because he had a big ego and he needed her validation, but he did. It was his little boy inside of him that never got seen He'd come from a family of eight children, right? And he just wanted to be accepted for who he was and, and he wanted to be told, hey, you did a great job. But that over time, over many, many years, morphed into very unhealthy patterns of interaction with himself and with others, right? And so even now as, a, as an adult, uh, you know, I catch myself like, doing something and I almost want Christine, my wife, I almost wanted to, to say, hey, you did a great job, you know. But when I really delve a little deeper into that, there's two things that are happening. One, I had a very similar, again, being unseen as a kid, feeling very alone. I want to be seen for doing something good. But there's more of a, there's a there's evolutionary thing to that as well. There's a primal thing to that. Whereas men have evolved to derive a great deal of their self-worth, their utility and their value through their actions and contribution to their tribe and families. And we sort of, we negate that and we forget about that. So for example, men over hundreds of thousands of years or even millions of years, you know, if we look at the humanoids, not just homo sapiens, say homo sapiens, I don't know, 250 to 400,000 years, but you know, beyond that, well beyond that, our utility has been derived from our contribution to the tribe or to the, the group of people that we would be spending time with because it really meant survival. Like if we do our job well, whether it's extending the perimeter or making a really good weapon or, or hunting food or whatever it may be, it literally meant the survival of our, uh, of our species, right? In a very, particularly in a very volatile environment, physically demanding environment. So that's still in us at a genetic level. That, that's, that's still part of who we are. And so we, we see, and this is how some of the complexity of, of uh, society and, and contemporary culture has formed when we see men that are so competitive, right? And these are distortions. These are hyper distortions. These are extreme expressions of masculinity, for example, or, or a particular character trait in the way that it's expressed in our society. But we see this yearning for men to be seen, to be validated, like to get the next level. Uh, I'm vice president. I want to be president. or I'm a, I'm a manager. I want to be a junior manager or a senior manager, whatever it may be. Like, status and titles is very important to us beyond just the egoic sense. Yes, there's an app aspect of that but there's also more than that and part of it is because we really feel important and we feel really feel like we're contributing and we're making a difference to the people that we really care about and we sort of forget that piece and so if we can remember that a little more often and i'm not painting a picture that oh woe is me poor men the victims <laughs> like no, fucking definitely not definitely not. but there have been some not i shouldn't say but and there have been some issues with i'll come back we've experienced various waves of feminist movement over the last 100 150 years and we've needed to because the feminine and females have been oppressed and repressed in various ways but what's also happened is that the pendulum swing you know one way has now swung the other way that, that that's not overcorrecting either. correct and that's life. Life meaning that's the collective consciousness. That's where we're at. We overcorrect, we move in extremes. Yep. And eventually we'll come back. And as a byproduct of that, men have lost their sense of self. Men have denied them. Men are fearful. And if they're not fearful and withholding from the world saying, oh, I don't know what a woman wants, or I don't know how to be, they're being really hyper aggressive trying to protect themselves. Mm. So we'll, we'll, we'll come back into a different correction. Like we'll, we'll move into greater homeostasis and balance. But that's probably going to take some time. And part of that is this question that you asked, Kelsey, is, okay, how do we honor and appreciate our men? Well, this is part of it. And then men have a role to do as well. Men have a big role. It's not just, it's now, oh, well, we've had this strong feminist movement because there's still massive fucking inequalities in, 
our access to resources and how men and women are perceived. Let's be honest, that's still around. That's a fact. And it's also changing dramatically. So we've just got to be careful not to hold scorn and, and hold this hate towards men because women don't exist without men and men don't exist without women. We, we like it or not, we've got each other. Right. Like, yes, men, you know, men are from Mars and women are from Venus to some degree. And we're also <laughs> all living on Earth. Right. So we're going to make <laughs> something work piece. here. Yeah. <laughs> We want to take a moment to introduce you to another one of our awesome sponsors, BetterHelp, which is a platform that connects you online to therapists and counselors who are certified, trained, professional, awesome human beings who can help you to achieve more happiness or help you get unstuck, help you with your anxiety, your depression, whatever it is that you feel like you need support with in your life. There are therapists on BetterHelp who probably specialize in supporting people in this way. It's really cool because you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Um, they have a broad range of experts available, which is really cool because even if there's not someone locally available that specializes in what you need, chances are there's someone on BetterHelp who can help you. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send messages back and forth to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional talk therapy. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. It's committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so that it makes it easy and free to change counselors if needed. So if you guys want to connect with this service, we highly, highly recommend it. If you want to go to betterhelp.com slash vibin, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash V-I-B-I-N. You guys get 10% off your first month. Great resource. Great thing to know about. Go check it out. That's I uh, awesome. I can't stop thinking about like, I just must be, I'm just in my masculine. <laughs> <laughs> like I am my planet is Mars I'm super like ambitious and you know not aggressive but I'm assertive definitely I think Kelsey would agree I'm just very much like go 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 that I one of my faults I've come to realize might be not holding enough space for my husband's masculinity quite as much as I possibly could mm -hmm. or should um, so I, I think part of that work for me is finding that balance between masculine and feminine for myself so that I can yeah. welcome in more of his, cause he's so great. He really is so supportive <laughs> and just so always there mm -hmm. for me. And like right now he's taking care of the kids while I'm here doing mm -hmm. what I love. Mm -hmm. So the more you, that I hear you talk, uh, Stefanos, the more I'm thinking like, Hmm. Yeah, I think I got some work to do, which is great. I mean, who doesn't want to know that there's ways that they can improve and actually pinpoint it? Um, yeah, and, and, you know, a couple of things, uh, three things. First thing is just really commending you for just seeing that within yourself and then sharing that here. If you ask really him, I can never admit something like that. <laughs> and that's, like, that brings just me to say the next you're thing. sorry, just say it. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. Anyway. But that brings me to the next thing, right? Beyond a masculine-feminine dynamic, and yeah. that exists, sure. We're, we're human first. And, right. you know, you ever heard that saying safety first? Oh, yeah. So that's how the brain operates. You know, the brain wants to feel safe. And so if you're behaving in a particular way that maybe doesn't acknowledge him or doesn't say sorry, that's a protective strategy. Or totally. that's go, go, go. Or that's distracting yourself all the time. Or is predicating your worth on your accolades in an excessive way. That's a protective strategy. There's a little girl in there that is being protected that her feelings are being protected or she's being protected from feeling big things from the outside world. Well, that's a big part of that. And the third piece, which is connected to that and also uh, slightly separate is that most men don't want to compete with their women. So if we're talking about a heteronormative relationship here, or even if it does, masculine and feminine energy is residing within all of us, right? right? Like, you know, people say to me often, Oh, you know, you speak about masculine and feminine and it's a, it's a 3D reality. How are we going to get to 5D? And I'm like, okay, calm the fuck down first. Of all, because <laughs> the fact that we're speaking about masculine and feminine, it means that it's come from somewhere that's whole and people need relatability and we need contrast and we learn through contrast. So that's how we get there, et cetera, et cetera. But don't worry about that too much. But before the masculine and feminine thing, we're human, right? We're human. And men just don't really want to compete with women. Um, and it's a real struggle for men to do that. 
And so what most men will do, they'll generally do one of two things. They'll either withdraw because they really care about their, their partner and they don't want to overpower her, so to speak. Or you get some men that be, just become hyper oppressive because of their own wounding and hyper aggressive. And then are just constantly fighting and trying to overpower the women in their lives. And that's not healthy either. Right. So both, both aren't great. And I, you know, in my life, I've had to learn to navigate between like, mm. you know, we talk about the pendulum swing. I've, I've been on one end when I was younger and then as an adult more on the other end. And, but all of that was coming from this need to feel safe within myself. And I couldn't emotionally self-regulate. So I'm not saying that you can't emotionally self-regulate. I'm just saying that there's probably some stuff there that, you know, be compassionate with that, those parts of you within mm. that are just, that aren't trying to hurt your husband or trying right. to be, you know, quote unquote, the man or more masculine. That's not what's happening here. Gross. You're just, yeah, yeah, you're, you're not at <laughs> all. I like shaving you're, my legs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're deeply in your feminine, whatever that means. Right. And you can tell that energetically. Yeah. Well, there's probably just something that's happening. I don't mean to, you know, try and process you or psychoanalyze you in any capacity on the show. I mean, I'm all right with it. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would be, but there's just something there that you get to look at, which you're already looking yeah. at and feeling that, okay, there's maybe some, it's beyond the masculine feminine thing. That's part of it, but that's more of what's being presented. It's just, mm-hmm. that's the, that's the outcome or the external projection of something that's happening deeper within you. That just doesn't feel completely safe. Not, I'm not saying that your husband's not safe, Right. Safe to go venture down a particular dynamic of relating. Well, and I think that most, most of it, if we get down to it, is like the way I grew up, Mm. everyone else around me was like, they didn't have a clue. Mm. They just didn't, whether Mm. they didn't have the tools or the whatever, Mm. I figured it out and I knew best and whatever I, you know, chose to do was the best idea. And so now I'm trying to like (laughs) reel it in because- I don't have to do that anymore. You know, I have a wonderful partner and a beautiful family mm. and I have everything I've wanted. I have everything I've wanted. Okay. Yeah. So can we just settle on that for a second? <laughs> like, it's okay for me to chill out. And it's just, that is the piece that I need to be like, you don't always know best. Well, I mean, I do, but he might too. <laughs> like he might too. Um, so I think, I think that that, you know, it's a great thing. It's a great thing to have that awareness and self-knowledge now i just have to put it into practice and figure that out phase two but phase two exactly um but yeah i think it's uh it's great kelsey you talk now i mean i'm just (laughs) thinking to like summarize this and this is what i work on a lot with my coaching clients in teaching them how to love themselves in a more radical wholly accepting way is Love is like a natural byproduct of understanding something more fully and more deeply. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like all imbalances or dysfunctions, whether it's in your life or in your relationship, is always just an invitation for more understanding and more compassion. Because once you bring that Mm -hmm. understanding and compassion, then comes awareness, then comes love, healing, resolve. Those are all natural if you have the intention to, I really want to understand this deeper. Why? Yeah. Why am I like this? Why is my partner like this? What happened? How were they feeling? Um, when you can just get curious from a compassionate lens, like your whole life can start to change moment by moment when you use each quote unquote conflict or problem as an invitation to understand more deeply. Yeah. Yeah. See the opportunity in things and as they unravel. And again, you know, I really see that as not projecting outwards, but saying, well, coming internally and saying, okay, what is happening within me here? Mm. Yeah. It always that's a great place back to, to the self. <laughs> that's a great thing to like, you know, touch on with everybody, everybody listening, like, hmm, how could I show up differently, show up more? How could I understand more about myself? Um, whether, like Kelsey said, whether you're in a relationship or you want a relationship, never a bad idea. Yeah. And I think we want you generally to feel empowered in taking responsibility for yourself. And we're not trying to burden you with the responsibility of all your life and doing everything perfect. It's not like that. It's more like, how can you use your compassionate lens towards yourself? Because then you'll feel more empowered that you can actually make the changes that you want to see. So I think we will kind of wrap it up on that note because we don't want to take up too much of your time. And we're super thankful that you were here sharing all of this with us today. Do you have any parting words or anything you feel inspired to share just while we have you here for a few more moments? 
Yeah, sure. Look, when it comes to um, relationships, I think willingness, and I, I honestly, I share this so often, willingness plays such a big role. We've got to be willing. We've got to be willing, got to be willing to just go deeper into mm. the fear, the pain, the celebration, the beauty, the wonder, the unknown, the mystery of the relationship. Like we've got to be willing to to put some effort into it, to say, you know what, this is really difficult right now, but I'm willing to stay here. I'm not going to ignore it. I'm not going to fall back into old patterns of distraction or numbing or blaming or shaming or forgetting about you or forgetting about my feelings or burying myself into work or, you know, whatever it may be, just be really willing to go there with your partner. And you'll be surprised so many relationships end prematurely and some relationships need to end. Like they have a final date. Like they have a season and that season is over. But honestly, in my experience, most relationships, they end way too prematurely. And how I define that mm. is that the teachings, the lessons, the growth wasn't absorbed because you're just making the same choices again with a different partner. And that's how I know that most relationships end prematurely because you're not growing from them. And so just take the time to be really willing to just go there. I think oh that's gosh. a good lesson for any area of your life. Like mm. if you want it, you have to be willing to do the more uncomfortable things that are mm. um, a part of the deal. Like a lot of people mm. say, oh, I want to be a millionaire, but they're not willing to like implement that great idea that's going to give them that awesome business that takes a lot of hustle and grind in the beginning. Like every single thing in the world and in the universe has an upside and a downside. So it's like, how badly do you want what you want? And are you willing to go through the quote unquote downside or lesser fun parts in order to reap the benefit and get what you want. Um, so thanks for saying that. This was so awesome. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for being here. And where can people go to find more information about you, work with you, absorb your wisdom? Yeah, thanks. So I've got a, a main website, which is stephanosafanos.com, where you can go to a, a more simpler uh, spelling of that, growwithsteph.com, S-T-E-F. So growwithsteph.com uh, and on social media at Stephanos Safandos. Yay. Everyone follow Big him fans. on Instagram because he posts yes. a lot of great stuff. I've been following you for a long time and that's when I was like, Lindsay, Thank we got to get this guy on the show. He's awesome. So thanks for being <laughs> she here. Did. She did say that. Yes. And <laughs> you are, you are awesome. And I'm here. So she was this right. <laughs> it all came to fruition just how I knew it would. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, well, I'm really pleased to be here and, and, and thank you for accommodating my tidiness this morning as well. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Life Thanks happens. so much. Can I call you Steph? Thanks, Steph. Hey, my friends great. call me Steph, so you better call me Steph. <laughs> Woo, <laughs> we're in the club. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a great day, Steph. We will talk to you soon. And you thanks too. for being here. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We hope you love this episode. If you love High Vibe in it, become a part of our Patreon family. You can support the show, see the extended version of this episode, get bonus content, and access exclusive discounts. Head over to patreon.com slash highvibe to join. We have tons of perks waiting there for you, and we're always hanging out in there, so we hope to see you inside. Please feel free to share the show and help us spread the high vibes far and wide. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you feel inspired to leave a review, we always appreciate it. See you next week.